0: What's up, besties? Welcome back to another episode of Child Like it Best with Mike Valdez. Hey, guess what? I am still the second part of that title. This is episode 10, guys. Oh my gosh. We are at double digits, and boy, do I have a treat for you. Today's guest is Lisa Correo. She is an actress. She was on Nickelodeon's Every Which Way and also a very, very funny stand-up comedian. She's open for many, many headliners as well as headlined herself all around the country. We met at Florida Supercon this year and we became very fast friends. She's an absolute delight. Now this episode is a little different. It is a little shorter than usual and there is going to be a little bit of a sound issue because we were recording backstage at one of the theaters where Lisa was headlining. So you're going to hear some technical things going on. There's people coming in and out from backstage. I tried as hard as I could to cut a lot of that noise out but If you're like me or like any other person, you're going to skip through this intro just to get to the interview and complain to me anyway. So see you in the comments. Regardless, I still think you're going to really love this episode. Lisa is absolutely hysterical and I'm so lucky to be considered her friend and a colleague. So please enjoy the very funny Lisa Correo.
1: So I made risotto. I made a mushroom risotto. That's one of my go-to things. I love to make risotto. And uh, and there was a lot of carbs. So between the shoulders and the and also there was a lot of stirring involved. A lot of circles today. Right. I needed a nap. <laughs> I needed a nap. Right. So that's pretty much it. Now I'm here.
0: That okay. was my day.
1: I mean, it's not very exciting.
0: Here we are. Hey, everybody. This is Childlike Like It Best with Mike Valdez. Hey, guys, guess what? I'm Mike Valdez, and today I have a very special guest with me, Lisa Correo, everybody. Hello! Lisa, one of the first things that we like to do here at Childlike at Best with Mike Valdez is, before I ask the first question, we like to take a Flintstones vitamin. Oh. So, I brought you Flintstones Complete Gummies. Oh
1: my gummies. gosh, this is fantastic. Oh, yeah. They make them in gummies now. They do. Oh, see, when I was a kid, they were just the little chalky, you know, yeah. nasty things. But they've been around for a long time. I got It looks like I got a double. I've got Fred and Dino. Thank you. Yeah. Delicious.
0: (laughs) So as you're taking that in, can you please tell me about where you grew up?
1: These gummies are great, first of all. Born on Long Island and uh, raised here. Okay. Yeah, so I can't really claim to be a New York girl, although there are some words apparently I've been told Mm -hmm. that are like a tell. They're a giveaway that... I, I was indeed from New York, had the, you know, parents with the New York accents. Right. And, you know, one or two words. Apparently, okay, so wait, let's test this right now. Sure. Okay, the fruit, the citrus fruit that our state is known for, how do you say that? An orange. I say orange. Say it again. Orange. Orange. Say it again.
0: <laughs> orange.
1: Ah, (laughs) see,
0: I did that on purpose. I had no
1: idea, but I had no idea that I was saying it that way. (laughs) So Mike, that's where I grew up, South Florida. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's great. Yeah.
0: So you lived on Long Island for how long you said? Not
1: long, not long. I I was a toddler when we moved here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we would go back to visit family and whatever, but uh, I'm a Florida girl for sure. And I love it here. People make fun of Florida all the time. You know, just what an embarrassing state. And it is. It is embarrassing. My family's embarrassing. I love them, too. You know, you can love something that lets you down. Yeah. And and I, I love it here. Like, it makes sense to me why the state flag is a big red X. I guess. Just a big X on the whole state. Just a It sh- should be a circle and a slash flag.
0: Yeah, I guess so. So... What kind of kid would you say that you were at in school? Who, would you, who did you sit mm-hmm. with at lunch?
1: I was really, I was either very funny or very quiet, depending on who, if someone was appreciating, like maybe if I made someone laugh a little bit, then I would open up a little more. Um, who did I sit with in lunch? Uh, here's the thing about me in school. I was a very good student but I also hated school at the same time. I was a night owl, so I would always come to school really tired. And also I was really bored in class. So I ended up making a deal with my parents that it, as long as I had A's, I could stay home from school. Right. And they they would call it in. They would call in my absences. So as would be excused so I wouldn't get in trouble. But, I mean, my last year that I was in school, I was – there slightly more than half the time. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just barely before it's considered a truant. (laughs) And and I just, I kind of, like, just taught myself. I had straight A's, and I ended up going to college early in the uh, early admissions program that they had, you know, because I just, I hated sitting there all day. I'm like, this is too many hours.
0: Yeah, that's definitely true.
1: Yeah, but I I was friends with everyone. I got along with all, all the different groups. I used to hate... I mean, people talk about bullies all the time. Sure. And, and when I was a kid, no one really talked about it, but there were bullies. Mm-hmm. And I would always stand up for the kid getting picked on. Mm-hmm. And I used to fight a lot when I was a kid. Like, I had brothers and all boys on my street growing up. So I was like this little fighter girl. And I if I saw someone getting picked on, I would go in and f- have a physical, like a fist fight. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I was like, I was just a weird kid. I was quiet funny like to read really wanted to just be home i didn't really want to be in school and then when i saw something unfair really really bothered me
0: yeah i i was a lot like that as well but when you were at home what were your first fandoms that you remember like what was (laughs) the first thing that
1: first one was star wars no doubt okay absolutely no doubt you know i i'm an old lady okay i was born in 1975 everything was star wars those were all the toys that was when you went down the one toy aisle that was at Sears. It was all Star Wars and also Atari. So we would play a lot of video games <laughs> and we would play we, I was Princess Leia. I really wanted to be Han Solo. Sure. But you know, yeah. like that was those were the only choices available to me. It's and blowing and just, my
0: mind that they sold toys at Sears.
1: Oh my gosh. It was one aisle of just all Kenner toys it was all the action figures yeah it was like a plastic lightsaber right you know it was a few other things and and that's i mean we'd make a lightsaber out of the like cardboard tube of you know from the wrapping paper that would be a lightsaber too sure when i got older it was all kinds of nerdy things it was definitely thundercats yeah oh oh my god i wanted to be chitara so badly yeah And I'm I'm skinny now, but I was not as a kid. And I would just try to run so fast. And it, I would feel like I was having a heart attack as a kid. Like, everyone in the family smokes, too. So I was basically like a smoker as well. So I would run, and I would get this sharp pain in my ribs. Yeah. <laughs> totally like Chitara, I'm sure it yeah. does. I would just start oh wheezing. Oh, my God, I can't do this oh, anymore. <laughs> exactly. Lionel. Oh, my, yeah. my thighs are chafing, Lionel that's Valcour.
0: how <laughs> is, is that is, is Valcor the the thing from Thundercats I don't know <laughs> I
1: don't even remember anymore Valcorn? I mean I haven't been into any of the new like reboot stuff with Thundercats cats because I'm just like eh, I think it's gonna ruin it for me maybe I'll like it can I, I tell
0: you something this is gonna blow your mind on 20 different levels okay the only reason why i know the thundercats is because there is a christian band named reliant k who sang a song about the thundercats
1: what?
0: and that's the only reason why i know about the thundercats Holy at all Holy crap
1: that is a weird way to know about it that is really really yep that is blowing my mind that's yeah. so strange
0: 20 different levels right there wow that's the only way i mean i know that it's like Half weird, strong guy, half lion guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that I know what he looks like, I know what Lionel looks Lion-O, like. Yeah, but oh. quite literally, the only reason why I know is because I
1: loved them so much, and yeah. I loved trying to dress up like Chitara. Yeah. Like now, kids call it cosplay. I don't know what it was called when I was a kid, but I would just I was just alone and would just dress up by myself. I had sure. nowhere to go in this car. Co- Costume, People would just call you names. That's I would, <laughs> and, I, and I had to make the costume yeah. too. So it was like I stole my mom's leotard that was like kind of like Spanx. Yeah. So it was what they called nude colored, which is just beige. It's just yeah, yeah. racist to call it nude because it's only nude colored if you're that color, and I didn't know that then though. I that I was being racist. I was being a racist Chitara. And then I to do she has markings on her face mm. to make those markings. I took my mom's lipstick now right. you've to imagine in the 80s lipsticks made out of like i don't know whale blubber and like dead cats and like <laughs> you know i don't know what horrible things is made of <laughs> i put lipstick on my face not on my lips where it's bad enough on my face and i that was the beginning of my acne oh man really bad acne that i still to this day have like scars in the shape of Chitara. Yeah. On, like Chitara's markings. I,
0: I will be on honest, for the people that can't see what you look like, you look awesome. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you know? I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's semi terrifying, <laughs> but it, in in a memorable way. You
1: know <laughs> I had acne because I was such a nerd, which just right. added to how nerdy I was, of which course. is fine with me. I you know, but but definitely Thundercats. Also, um, Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me started on Voltron, but I loved Voltron. Yeah. Um, you know, later Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I could probably think of some more stuff. But those were some of the big ones that I, I could tell you right off, right out of the gate. And also, like, I started to get into horror films too early. Okay. Like what? Just because my dad was like, this is probably appropriate. Sure. I The first horror movie i ever saw was night of the living dead so scary
0: oh yeah of course my
1: entire life i've had nightmares of the zombie apocalypse and i still love to watch zombie stuff because it's just like a theme that i'm like what would i do in this situation and it's just like talk about extreme camping you know like yeah just the whole idea of it, it i've had so many vivid scary nightmares about it and yet i still watch
0: there's a great canadian comedian his name's ivan decker has this amazing joke about zombies where he's like, I think zombies don't make any sense Mm -hmm. because zombies have human teeth and I have human teeth and (laughs) I can't bite through most sandwiches because they're too (laughs) toasted. So how am I supposed to bite through human flesh? And that's so true. That's
1: hilarious.
0: But yeah, zombies are something that never scared me. But they're, man, I'm trying to think. I mean, of course... I was always scared of Freddy Krueger. Oh yeah, I was always I was always scared of 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 Jaws.
1: Jaws was an early one that I saw as well.
0: To be fair, I was never actually (laughs) I never actually saw Jaws until I was maybe twelve or thirteen. I only saw his fin, Mm -hmm. right, and the rest was my imagination. (laughs) That's all you need, right? The rest is nothing
1: scarier than your mind.
0: Oh, and I'm telling you, there's sometimes, I'm not even joking, where if I close my eyes a little too long in the shower, I will think there's a <laughs> shark in the shower with me.
1: That's pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and Freddy Krueger was definitely a big one for me too. So scary. Yeah. You can't get away from him. Yeah. Like he, and the idea of not being able to sleep, that especially now at my age, I'm really like, oh God, what if I couldn't get a nap? That <laughs> right. That is the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> You know, oh, here's a scary movie, okay, based on a great book, uh, Stephen King, Salem's Lot. Yeah, that's okay. a good one. It's, it, the movie's dated. However, the vampires are still, I think, some of the scariest on-screen vampires ever.
0: Yeah, I was actually talking with a buddy of mine that that movie deserves a really good reboot, mm-hmm. you know, because... We ha- we're in this generation now that thinks vampires are, like, these, like, sexy. glittery, I hate that. glowing kind of things. And, I hate that. And Salem's Lot is not that at all, and that's, like, Ugh. the type of stuff that I like, you know? Yeah, They
1: there's nothing sexy about those vampires at whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that vampires have become sexy just shows how desperate <laughs> women are for affection. I feel like, yeah. like, just... You can bite us, you can suck our butt. We just want to cuddle. That's all, man, just touch us. God.
0: Well, to be completely fair, I've been working on a bit like this, but I, I, I honestly think what separates a man from being chivalrous and being a serial killer is whether the girl finds him attractive.
1: 100%. You know?
0: And, like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know? Because it's just, like, you can leave roses on a girl's car, and mm-hmm. if she finds you attractive, she's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe yep. you did this. But then it's like, oh, my serial killer stalker. Yeah. You
1: know. Oh, if I went out and saw flowers on my car right now, I'd be like, jeez, Mike, what are you doing? No, yeah. I'd be like, oh, my God, this is so scary. Yeah, got to
0: get out of here, by
1: the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you're, you're absolutely right about yeah. that, you know. But, yeah, Salem's Lot, those vampires are definitely nothing sexual about that they look like they are from hell and they will kill you mm-hmm. and it is terrifying and if they did reboot that movie i would say that's that's the one thing that they really have to keep is just how creepy those vampires are
0: i mean the, of course that's like the whole it's the only thing like the that they need thing, to right? hold on
1: to right oh yeah. god no no more that's, sexy vampires that's please. like the whole thing
0: that's like making pet cemetery without cats you know yeah, right <laughs> We're just gonna do it with squirrels,
1: you know. <laughs>
0: just, uh, we Did just you thought, see the
1: reboot? I didn't. see <laughs> No, <it>. I
0: didn't. <laughs> I'm good. It's I mean, probably all
1: rescue animals. I'm you know? sure
0: it's fine. I, I, it looked fine. The original wasn't anything to really write home about, yeah, anyway.
1: You know, I still, I, I still always liked all, all this pretty much all the Stephen King stuff. Even yeah, yeah. The, even the stuff that was like kind of crappy. Of course, like, oh, I still enjoy it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: I do remember the gummy bears. Theme song. Gummy bears bouncing and here and there and, and everywhere.
0: I've had many a conversation <laughs> with people about how the Disney afternoon shows. It seems like boys High to Adventure men
1: singing. Like <laughs> they are the gummy bears. Yeah.
0: Every song was so soulful. Like it sounded <laughs> like why is boys <laughs> to men singing every single song? Yeah, you know because it's good cool, true, and we mm-hmm. I stick together. <laughs> like is this still a a show about Goofy and his son? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Mm, Like, that's kind of,
0: that's also, I've talked about it before as well, but that's also how I feel about the theme song to Perfect Strangers, Mm. you know? There's, like, a key change in that theme song. It's like, (laughs) standing tall on the way (laughs) (laughs) Imagine. dreams <laughs> is this still just a show about two roommates that don't get along why yeah. is that so
1: <laughs> it could have been so much more simple for sure <laughs>
0: yeah, right it could have just been like i don't like him he doesn't like me we'll never get along and that's it <laughs> now watch <laughs> yeah yeah and it could have been the whole show i don't know anyway well, well
1: let's get the toy out of this box or is it yeah like, we do could you, you have to dig it do you have to dig no it out you don't bottom?
0: have no it's actually at the very bottom oh right here
1: there it is look at that there it is very cute little pink care bear cheer bear
0: little cheer bear with with a little star the the
1: name of this care bear is that what it is yeah it is that's adorable yeah i I don't know why i was never into them as a kid and i I, guess i think it's just the male female thing i want to be one of the boys
0: when he holds the star, he turns invisible? I don't know, maybe that's a Super Mario thing? I don't know.
1: I have no freaking clue, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, the Care Bird da, da, no da, 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 I hated, da, da. like, <laughs> I remember so vividly hating Cabbage Patch Kids. Sure. <laughs> when Cabbage Patch Kids came out, it was such a rage that people were trampling each other in the stores right? to get them. And I was like, these dolls are so stupid, why is everyone fighting over them? And I didn't like dolls at all when I was a kid. Yeah. I would much rather play with the Star Wars toys mm-hmm. and like Lego and like stuff that was supposedly for boys. I'm like, I'm not playing with a stupid What what is the psychology behind playing with a doll anyway? I was yeah. like, what am I learning how to be a mom yeah. and like a wife and I gotta stay in the house while everyone plays outside? I'm like Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, okay.
0: thankfully there's a lot less of that now. At least I think so, but it was kind of shifting because, like, for example, when I was growing up, my generation, ours was Furby. And mm-hmm. it was, like, for girls and guys. Like, it didn't matter. Yeah. It was it it, the, it was just a weird animal for everyone. For
1: you sure. Know, that for never sure.
0: shut up. And it mostly only turned on at 2 in the morning.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, Cabbage Patch Kids. So, yeah. there was, like, the answer to for people who hated Cabbage Patch Kids, was Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah. And it was uh, these trading cards, I'm mm-hmm. sure you know, of basically a parody of Cabbage Patch Kids, and I loved that. I'm like, that's me. I'm all about that. Yeah. I was so into it.
0: Yeah, I believe it was at Supercon, I got Garbage Pail Kids cereal.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I yeah, could have yeah. brought
0: that. I didn't know.
1: And they were all puns. How'd I had a known. It was like Adam Bomb is like his head's exploding like a big mushroom cloud. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like they're all I still have mine.
0: It was like kids mad magazine. Yeah. 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 Totally. Okay.
1: Yep. And I was very into mad magazine too.
0: Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, (laughs) of course. I still
1: have them. I still have all my mad Magazines.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. That's really awesome. So shifting into now, when did you start doing comedy?
1: I started, it was right before my 30th birthday. It was something I always wanted to try. And I think, you know, there's something that happens when you turn 30 or you start to go, I haven't done the things I wanted to do <laughs> in my life. And I thought, I've always wanted to try stand up. How come I've never done it? Right. And so that's, that's when I started. And for me, I'm 44. So it was, you know, about 14 years ago. And, uh, I yeah I was I remember just turning 30 and I'm like finally I'm doing what I want to do because I loved it right away I loved it immediately and oh you can hear the you can probably hear the sound check we're doing in the theater show's gonna start soon yeah so I've been a a comedian for uh, a long time Mike yeah man you'd think something good would have happened by now (laughs) (laughs) just kidding it's It's good. You know what happened? I got bitter a couple years ago. I got really bitter, like you're saying. Like I'm cheerful. Mm -hmm. I really went through a period where I got so negative. Yeah. And then it came back around where I realized what was my goal to doing comedy. Like my goal was just to do comedy. Right. And I'm doing it already. Right. And there's a real lesson there of just living in the moment, and enjoying where you are, and and, you know you're you can't like try to force what your path is gonna be Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I thought oh at some point I'm hopefully I'll get on a late night show and whatever else will happen from there and that hasn't happened for me maybe it still will maybe it won't and I've learned to just like enjoy the moment and enjoy each show more but that little negative dark period man that was rough I was really like cranky and just starting to like hate every show and hate everyone and just like, and that's a terrible way to be. And I think it's really common in our industry because there is a lot of letdown, you know, there's a lot of disappointment. There's a lot of things that don't work out the way you think they're going to work out. And you really have to reevaluate, you know, why you're, why you're doing like, what are you doing? And for me, you know, I'm a mom and I couldn't just, live in new york and la because i couldn't bring my daughter so i lived in both places for a little bit but i would for my time with her because i split custody with her dad i would fly back to florida every two weeks or i would fly her out to me and it was so exhausting and expensive and just difficult on everybody that at some point i was like i'm gonna be settled and stable and just try to do the right thing, you know? And then enjoy stand-up if I'm going to keep doing it. yeah. I, that's the thing. With with stand-up, you, it's really hard because we all have the egos. And I, I used to think ego was like... I used to think ego meant like you're boisterous about being better than everyone else. But it's, it's more than that. You could also quietly be doing that, which we all do. And stand-up is a thing that really feeds ego because you're when you're on stage you're like the person getting all the attention in the room right you know and and it it does feed your ego and we become these little stand-up egomaniacs and i think that once i got that in check which which is only really recently in my life it just made my whole entire life better to go i'm not any more special than anyone else I might be better at telling jokes than a lot of people, and that's why I do this job, Mm -hmm. you know, but it doesn't make you, like, like a crackhead and me and Donald Trump, we're all the same bunch of molecules. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're all just like little humans. Yeah, it's true. And, uh, Yeah so Absolutely. so i'm tr- so i'm starting to to be like you know we're all just kind of the same and we're just existing and we're all gonna be dust it doesn't matter who you are we're all gonna die
0: i i had an interesting question one of my favorite stand-up specials is uh pat and annihilation and you're on it as a special thanks oh yeah yeah and what was it that you did where did you open or Un- the show i didn't Un- do
1: anything just, uh, I opened a bunch of shows for him. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I was just one of uh, Patton's opening acts.
0: That's awesome. So
1: lucky. Of I course, mean, yeah. I mean, when I think of all the opportunities and special experiences I've had as a stand-up, yeah. you know, I got to meet Patton Oswalt at the South Beach Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. and I had a really good set, and he liked my material, and, you know, it, he invited me to open up more shows, and I have gotten awesome. to open... For him, many many times, and he has a bunch of openers that he cycles through. He really, yeah. is a, he's really a solid guy and yeah. likes to help people.
0: That's something I've noticed about him just as a fan. Yes, uh, because he's brought out Shane Torres and and uh, and before a few years ago, he brought out Joe Mandy before he started doing. Before he started writing um, for The Good Place and Mm -hmm. all those kinds of shows. Yeah. Um, So I found a lot of these people through him, you know, or watching him, essentially. I just thought that that was really interesting. And I
1: love that mentality in stand-up where we're, we're building each other up instead of being, like, super competitive. That's why I've always hated comedy contests. Because it's like it, it <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it pits no, it pits totally you know against you your people that we should be building each other up, and instead we were like fighting for what a title that says I'm funnier than whatever. Like, just no. Some days you're funnier, some shows, and some shows you're not. That's just how comedy is. Well, yeah, comedy you know? is
0: very subjective. It is know? very
1: subjective, and everyone deserves to laugh. So it's like of what course. what makes someone laugh is like it's all subjective, like you said, and. So it's like, like you and I have nerdier kind of material. Yeah. Um, mine's even nerdier when I do comic cons yeah. than like a regular uh, comedy club. But, you know, it's not for everybody. Yeah. And that's a good thing, I think, you yeah. know. And it's I fun agree. to find your audience because then, yeah. you, then it's really fun.
0: And going back to Patton, that's one of the reasons why I loved him because he was like, "Oh, I don't fit in the round hole that you're putting me in Well I'm gonna figure something out he myself found his audience and I'm gonna make comedians of comedy
1: Doug Stanhope you know? too you know exactly Doug Stanhope when I started, he was the most blacklisted comedian there was. Mm-hmm. I mean he would walk the entire room because at a comedy club, People just go without knowing who the comedian is or what the comedy is going to be like, which is so weird. You would never go to a movie not knowing anything about it. Right. You know, so people would just go in blindly, and it's Doug Stanhope, who's clearly not for everybody, and people would be super offended and leaving and complaining and wanting money back. So he was getting blacklisted everywhere, and it forced him... To start booking his own independent shows, and then his audience found him. It's amazing, and I love that.
0: Yeah, that's certainly true. I mean, again, like it's it it, it's like the the Pattons and the Joe Rogans of the world. You know, what's going on? I just stepped
1: on on a cheer bear. Oh, there you go. And I'm I'm sliding it over because I was gonna pick it up, and then crunch. Oh, (laughs) I'm still stepping on it. Oh God, there's more. Oh boy. On my shoe. Isn't this fun? (laughs) There's pink powder everywhere now. Looks like we're doing pink cocaine in, in the well, uh, green room. <laughs>
0: no, I was I was just gonna say like it. It reminds me of like stories that I would hear of like Joe Rogan or even going back to Patton Oswald again, where they would be like, oh, it's the guy from King of Queens or it's the guy from Fear Factor. Yeah. And then they go and they're not the guy from Fear Factor no. or they're not Spence like from Bob King of Queens. Saget, right? Yeah, yeah, they're not Danny Tanner. Yeah, you know? let's
1: go see Danny Tanner, <laughs> yeah. the guy who hosts America's <laughs> Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. So wholesome.
0: Yeah, it turns out his stand-up isn't people getting kicked in the nuts. No. Really weird, huh? But yeah, do you have any kind of funny stories or, or any stories of note from your years of doing comedy that stick out?
1: I have so many. Mike, I don't even know where to begin. Gosh. Um, I'll tell you one. With, uh, sh- okay, here we go. This was a show I did at the Miami Improv um, years and years ago with Burt Kreischer headlining. Now, he has told this same story on his podcast, and he tells it a little wrong. Okay. And uh, this is his memory of it. I have a different experience. Um, okay, so here we go. It was the midnight show. Saturday night, Miami improv. The thing about Miami is everything starts late. Yeah. And so the midnight show was starting. Show. It was <laughs> starting at one fifteen. no exaggeration. Yeah. Yeah. And the line I was hosting, and the line to get in was outside around the building. And I just... I just walked outside to kind of look at them I'm like let me just size them up this late show like let's see if they look angry you know because it's so late you know you kind of pick up the energy just by taking a peek of course and I look at the line and there are these guys who are being super obnoxious they're jumping around they're loud people online are like you could see they're annoyed with them. They have their arms folded. They're like looking back at them, super annoyed. It was like a bunch of white guys wearing wife beaters and like gold chains and stuff. And they just, you just look at them and hate them right away, you know? And, uh, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe how annoying, like they're annoying everyone already. So I go in, mind you, I'm like a new comedian and I'm just the host. I go in and I tell the manager I'm like, "Yo, these guys out online, they're already a problem. You may want to put seat them on the outskirts so they can be easily removed." Okay? My mistake was I was telling the manager his job. Mm. And out of spite, he put them in the front middle. Mm. Okay? And I now they're seating the rest of the room and I see that where they are and I said, "Oh no, no, those are the guys I told you." And he and he goes, Eh. Bert will have fun with them. Now, literally, like the mic is hot. They're taking the mic stand and pulling it down and going do 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 in the mic. I'm like right there. That should be like you guys have to leave. Right. So we start the show and they're loud the entire time. My set, I just have to like deal with them. The feature act the whole time just had to deal with them. Like our sets were not good because the whole thing is about them. Bert comes out, and Bert is great at dealing with weird stuff in the room, but the whole show is just, like, about these guys, Mm -hmm. you know, and and people are getting pissed off. Yeah. So I don't know how it led to this part, but one of the guys, this is so crazy because this is before our our cameras on our phones were good. Okay? Like, I remember I had a Razor phone. It had a camera, but we didn't take it out all the time. You know, it was just, like, a crappy camera. Yeah. So, one guy jumps on stage, he takes his penis out, twirls it, and then throws his arms up in the air and is like, I'm out of here. And he exits. And everyone's like, What the hell just happened? Bert right. had a bunch of funny things to say about it. You'd think it would end there. That guy left the building. His party is still sitting there. Yeah. He Second did his closing guy, act. his closing act. Yeah. Second guy from his party jumped on stage to the same thing. Penis, twirl, hands up, I'm out.
0: They're all in the same band together.
1: Okay. They're all in the temptations. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You think it's stuff there, right? No. Third guy. Twirl, (laughs) hands up, I'm out. I was like, I cannot believe what I am watching. This is so crazy. Um it girl was,
0: gets up, whips out her unreal. vagina.
1: <laughs> we're, we're, so we're only 20 minutes into Bert's set, right. and it's out of control. And he, Bert, just looks at the manager like, what is going on? And the right. manager gives him like the cutthroat signal, like, end it. And Bert ended the show 20 minutes into his set. Uh, the manager announced over the, top, the loudspeaker, yeah. they, they announced, we're sorry if you were offended by this show. Um, if you'd like to come back for free, um, just stop you know, at the manager on the way out and we'll give you tickets to come back for free. And that's on now the thing where Bert Kreischer tells it wrong. He says, uh, this made me so mad. I don't know why I haven't contacted him yet. And I love Bert, but he said that I got off stage crying because of them. And I've only cried once because of comedy. And it definitely was not that. I was more like, Oh my God, these guys. Right. I was like that. And I, I know I didn't, I was definitely not in tears. Like that was not my state of mind. The one time I cried in comedy was also at that same club and it was, it was a comedy contest and I bombed so horrifically in front of a panel of judges that were like critiquing us. I got off One stage. One of them was Burt Crasher. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got off stage and I cried in the bathroom. And so that was the only time I cried because of comedy. I was so embarrassed yeah. of just bombing yeah, that terribly. Yeah. And um, yeah, but that's bunch of bunch of penis twirling. And that that's it. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> I haven't worked with Birdie again since, but... Um, I just want you to know, Because I know you're listening to this podcast.
0: He's definitely not.
1: I did not <laughs> <laughs> cry. <laughs> I totally didn't. I would have remembered that. And I would have admitted it too. I'm not shy about crying. People should cry.
0: Yeah, of course. I was more
1: like, whoa, did you see that?
0: Yeah. Maybe tears of joy.
1: Yeah. I was like, these guys, can you believe it?
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So... I know that we're kind of in a time crunch because you have have a show that you have to do in in three seconds. But where can people find you, Lisa?
1: You know, just follow me on social media, please. That would be awesome. That's mostly
0: what I meant, not actually.
1: (laughs) Please don't come to my house. it's just my name on social media and I would love to have you as a friend
0: and for me you can find me on instagram at mike valdez on twitter at i am mike valdez you can go to whoismikevaldez.com to find out the answer to that question and subscribe to the podcast so we can grow this family thank you so much for listening bye besties